was thought Gabriel Romani and I needed to get across the lower mainland to downtown Vancouver in order to meet with Sheikh Haitham for an important discussion. Weaving through traffic, Ustad Gabriel and I arrive in the nick of time to meet Sheikh Haitham at Vancouver's iconic downtown waterfront. Planes had brought us from United Kingdom, Malaysia and the Canadian prairies for our mission to attend Generation Muslim, one of Western Canada's longest and largest Islamic conferences. At this year's conference, attendance reached full capacity and the atmosphere was electric. Those same planes were set to take us back home. But before we rushed back to the airport, it was time for a meeting of the minds like no other. It was time to film a Lifehug podcast episode in one of our most beautiful locations to date. The bustling Golden Horn Turkish Cafe, nestled along the shimmering waterfront shoreline, boasts authentic Turkish coffee, tea and delicious desserts. The baklava was sweet, but not sweeter than my guests Sheikh Haitham and Ustad Gabriel. The coffee was unfiltered, just like our conversation. It was time to get up close and personal. No, I'm not worried at all. I rely on God, Allah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the podcast and this beautiful Turkish restaurant in beautiful Mashallah. British Columbia, Vancouver, by the harbor, by the mountains. And alhamdulillah, it's bright outside and it's also very bright in here. Mashallah, tabarakallah. Allahumma barak. Allahumma barak. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I heard that uh, normally Vancouver at this time is mm. cloudy and draining. Mm. Yeah, but maybe, ah. Allahu alam, Allahu alam. Maybe because. Hmm. <laughs> so, but sometimes no, no, the clouds no. can part. The clouds can part and let sunshine in to our dark lives. And that's what's happening right now. I'm witnessing. I am witnessing that. I want to understand why he's laughing. <laughs> he's laughing? <laughs> he's laughing with joy. Yeah, maybe because, subhanAllah. Brother Jibreel came, mm. yeah. Mm. So Allah Jalla Allah blessed us mm. with this nice weather. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. Yeah, that's why he's loved. Yeah. yeah, you know, I had a good experience with Brother Jibreel. You did. Then in 2016, mm. we were uh, recording together oh, okay. for Peace TV. Was it 2016? I think so. 2016. Yeah. For Peace TV. Okay. For Sheikh Zakir Naik. Okay. Uh, in uh, in um, Dubai. Okay. Was it in Dubai or? Yeah, in Dubai. And then he took us for a tour. Okay. Yeah. He took us for a tour in Dubai. Okay. And I understood the purpose of the tour that he took us for. Yes. Brother Jibreel. Although he did not pay for it just yet, for information. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's just to let the dunya penetrate our hearts. Okay. Because he took us through, you know, these big buildings. No, actually, it was in Abu Dhabi because we no, went to. Ah, see, ha -ha. Oh, so okay. now he exposed we're, himself. You were driving the Lamborghinis. Yeah, so he took us to the Lamborghini shop. Okay. Yeah? And um, uh, Ustad Asim Khan was there. Okay. And then I told Asim Khan, you have to be careful. Mm. We don't want the junior to penetrate your heart. Mm, yeah? That's true. And he said, no, 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 Sheikh. Then I checked his heart. Yes. 
and I found that dunya has penetrated you, you his You checked heart. it. Yeah. Shit. Not, not I, his heart. That's why they call you the doctor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I need the a sheikh, doctor. The doctor. Yeah. yeah. Sheikh and doctor. Yeah. Doctor. doctor. Is which first? Sheikh, doctor, or doctor, uh, sheikh? Sheikh, doctor okay. doesn't mean. These are just. Can I check your. Uh, this is kunafa? Yes. Uh, which kunafa? Can I have it or yeah. you will. Sure? Sheikh. Yeah. Not all of it. I'm just tasting it. Taste. Yeah. yeah, but that's the dunya, Sheikh. Yeah, this you is taste the a little bit. Yeah, then then you can't stop. Then, you, then we can't just. It's stop. like that one commercial lays. You just can't have one, right? Mm. And that's not just about chips. Mm. Mm. It can be about zawaj as well. Mm. Uh, so moving on, <laughs> the, uh, I wanted to get uh, some of um, your life experiences mm. and. And a lot of times people, they uh, don't appreciate the legacy of how like knowledge and experiences accumulate. So I wanted to start off by asking you, firstly, what is the most memorable lesson or advice you learned from your mother? So maybe I start with uh, Gabriel first and then we'll go to uh, Sheikh after. So. We are talking about positive. Yeah, like a memorable lesson. No, you said memorable. Memorable, yeah. So that can be positive or negative. Yeah, yeah. So that's I. I'm not, you know, framing it as being positive, or negative, but it's the most memorable lesson or uh, advice. So, go ahead. Man, you put me on the spot. Yeah. So the most. Yeah, yeah. You can go first. I mean, I, I can. I can answer. It's you can answer. People are not gonna be happy. Okay. I didn't say it. it was her, yeah? Yeah. She said, don't trust women. Oh, she said, don't trust yeah. women. I was, yeah. So I, I always, it's memorable. I didn't say necessarily Mem- I agree with it. Yeah, it's yeah. memorable, it's so most- I'm, meaning I remember it. Yes, yes. Right? That's what I want to say, the most memorable. Yeah. That's Because okay. then, obviously, at that mind, you process it and it stayed in your mind all this time. Yeah. You know? So again, I... She, yeah. she said that she doesn't trust women. No, she told me not to trust women. Huh? The women okay. of today. Yeah. You know, this is a serious point because... Mm. I have heard this statement. Mm. Yeah, I have heard it from my mother. Mm. Yeah, and I have heard it from so many people mm. who have said their mothers. Mm. Recently, yeah. recently there was a brother. His wife took his children mm. away. Mm. Yeah, so his mother said she yeah. is maybe seventy or something. Yeah, she said that these days women cannot be trusted. Mm. And this is really amazing. Mm. This is very astonishing, actually, yeah. because women are saying this about themselves. Yes. Yeah. And this is something that we need to reflect upon. That mm. is uh, like, do our mothers realize that there is a problem with the younger generation, mm. or do they acknowledge that uh, women they need? They need a, a, yeah. a special way of treatment, mm. or what is it? Mm. This is something that triggers so many questions. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, but, I find that also interesting that a lot of times mothers will be harder on their daughters, and fathers are harder on their sons. But the fathers will be easier with their daughters, and mothers will be easier with their sons. And I feel the reasoning for that is like when you're a man, you know how tough. It is to be a man. Like, you know all the, like, the ins and outs of, like, what a man goes through. So you're trying to prepare your son 
to go through all those that the the the, the preparation, the toughness, all the rigor, and same thing with the mother. She knows, okay, this is it's not going to be easy. You have to go through all of this. So she's harder because she's lived that experience. She wants to prepare it better, prepare the daughter better. You know, so I feel that's also sometimes a dynamic. Like you know the inner workings. Like you're around women all the time. You know how they are, but you're not like in the locker room with the brothers. And the brothers are in the locker room with themselves, and so they know how they talk or you know unfiltered, unedited type of thing. You know. You see, this is one interpretation, but there are various other interpretations. Yeah. For I'm that. saying this could be one reason. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the reason. For example, one of the interpretations is that men normally are softer towards women. Yes. Whether they are women in the street. That is definitely a uh, Their mothers, factor. their daughters, yeah. their, uh, their, their sisters. Yeah. Men yeah. are normally softer in front of women. Yes. And subhanAllah, it will be amazing to know that you have daughters. Yeah. I have daughters I have and daughters. granddaughters. You have daughters. Yes. Now, if your son asks you for something, yes. for example, you are traveling. I'm yeah. traveling to yeah. Vancouver, here to Canada. Yeah. And then my son asks me to get something. Yeah. And my daughter asks yeah. me to get something. Yeah, I yeah. will be so keen to bring it for my yeah, daughter. Yeah. Is that true? true. You want to yeah. hear a funny story? Yes. My patient, one time I had a patient come in. He newly came from Russia. So he brought his daughter in. She needs to get a tooth pulled out she's like maybe like 11 years old around that age so he was telling me don't use any anesthetic don't use any freezing for his daughter yeah, for his daughter for his daughter to pull it out and i said to him i'm like i'm a, a father of a daughter i was like what are you talking about i'm like why and i'm thinking maybe i figured it out maybe he thought it's more money or something yeah i said man we love you. You love your daughter, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I love my daughter. He's like, do you know how painful it will be? He's like, yeah, no, no, I've yeah. done. He's like, no, it'll be very painful. The freezing is going to be like maybe a little prick, and then you'll be easily able to take the tooth out. He's like, you know, she's going to be so screaming and crying. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, it's included in the price. You don't have to worry. He's like, you know. Yeah, He's like, I'm, yeah. I, have a, I have a daughter too. Yeah. Daughter, you know we'll do anything for a daughter. He's like, yeah. yes. Yeah. If my son was here, I would say no freezing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he didn't agree to get the freezing. But he that what that's what connected to him. He understood, hey, oh no, yes, we, we love them so much, you know. So that's why, you know, if this dynamic, the way Allah created us. Yeah. Yeah. And he is Al-Halim Al-Khabir. Yeah? Yes. yes. Allah knows what he created and what fits for his creation. So Allah created it in this particular structure. Yes. That males are soft towards females. Yes. Now, this structure is so important. Why? Because when I uh, deal with my wife, I will deal with her with that in mind. Mm. Yeah, Not actually, it is in my subconscious. Mm. In my subconscious. And yeah. then life can carry on yes. yeah, easily. That's yes. why it won't work that a male to get married to a male or a female to get married to a female because the dynamic is not like the natural dynamic that Allah created it on. 
this is one thing, one, you know, a, a huge area to, to be discussed, but let us not talk about that now. You know, regarding even fixing the marriages. You know, I, 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 I say to sisters, if you know the power Allah has given you, yeah, wallahi, you will use that power in your favor to live happily with your husbands mm. because Allah gave you so, mm. uh, so much power yeah. and your husbands crumble in front of you. Yeah. If you use your femininity in a very strategic way, yeah, then your life will go smooth and your husband, as we say in Arabic, is, will become like a ring in your finger. It means you control him the way you want by your femininity. Mm. That is the that is the secret yeah. for the the success of the yeah. the, the marriage. What because do they don't they don't understand the opposite is like if you have we're wired that the more aggressive you also yes right if if she becomes aggressive then subconsciously I yeah. as a man yes. I will become very aggressive yeah because yeah. I feel that I'm a challenge here yeah. so I need to 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 prove my manhood <clears throat> yeah but if she remains soft. You know, so it's very difficult gentle. to get angry. Exactly. <laughs> then you just crumble yeah. in front of her. Yeah. R- literally crum- crumble. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. We are just talking. Yeah. Our brother, he's I agree with the Sheikh on uh, the point that when a woman mm. in a conflict yeah. shows masculine traits, such as standing up to you, talking back to you, getting angry in a way that's very masculine, the man's going to react. That way we react to conflict. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to bring that masculine energy, yeah. boom, we, we, yeah. we reverse right back on you. It's just natural, yeah. as you said, from the subconscious. Yeah, yeah. When a woman, subhanAllah, just let's say, we need to understand, even the Prophet wasallam had marital issues. Yeah. This is the reality, yeah? People, you know, as soon as they have a small problem, they say, oh, we're done. We're finished. I said, yeah, the Prophet had problems. What do you mean you're done? Yeah. Chill out, you know, relax. Yeah. No, we're doomed. Marriage is done. Yeah, relax. Yeah. When people shout sometimes, they'll get angry. There's always yeah. going to be some yes. issues. But when a woman like gets soft, even if she starts crying a little bit or something, yeah. man, the guy's like the guy will, even if he's right, will apologize. Man, he, that's even it, if no he's way. right, he's going to apologize. There's just no way the yeah. man yeah. is going to yeah. be yeah. able to you know, tolerate yeah. that. I say, sisters, you have two parts. Allah gave you. Yeah. Your smile mm. and your tears. Mm. But tears mm. without shouting. Right. Agree? Right. Yeah. You know, no matter how strong you are as a man. Yeah. Mm. Even the strongest man. Mm. If he sees a lady in front of him, yeah, smiling, mm. he will just, you it's, know, it's me- melts, melts, melts. You, you know, I was in, uh, yeah. I was in Saudi airport, right? We went for Umrah, and I saw this guy standing at like some uh, attendant. He was standing at a, at a desk, and this guy came came up to him to ask him some questions about his flight. I'm witnessing this. I see this in the in the airport. He's like. It's like, I don't know, go. Like, he's not, he works there. He should no. know the answer. Another guy came answer. I don't know, I don't know. Whenever it comes, right? Then this woman A comes, yeah. smiling, 
So my flight, I will find out for you. Let me, yeah, I'll yeah. be right back. Yeah. This guy, I don't know where he went. Maybe he went to the highest yeah. levels of yeah. administration. Yeah. He, find, he came back smiling, you know, like in a, such a nice way. <laughs> but, but we want to clarify one thing, what the chef said. See, it's, it's very dangerous though. Oh, yeah. women use this power in yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, use it for good. It's yeah. a responsibility, right? With, I, I, I with great I, power comes great I, responsibility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I teach men to be careful yeah. of this kind of manipulation. As the yes. chef said, the Arabs say it becomes like the ring on your finger. Yes. Some women do use that yeah. in yeah. a negative sense. And they emasculate their men. They yeah. make them very weak and they control them. Yeah. And so my part, I teach men not to fall for these kind of tricks. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, if the woman understands to use it in the right sense, mm. as in to please her husband, to have that polarity and energy in yes. the household, then indeed she will have a blissful marriage. Yes. Let me disagree with you. We can't. But you're teaching the women dangerous stuff here. Yeah. No. <laughs> I teach sisters this. Mm. And I say to them that, see, no man in the world dislikes the femininity of his wife. Yeah. 100%. And... See, sometimes I know that my wife is manipulating me. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. not that I'm, you know, yeah. or my daughter. Or if you, yeah. I disagree with using the word manipulating. This is what our sisters, when I tell them about these tricks, they say, oh, what you, what you are saying here is let me manipulate my husband. Yeah. I say, if you want to use this word, then yeah. use it, manipulate. Yeah. It, yeah, it has a negative connotation to it, yeah. right? Like yeah, you're exactly. using somebody. That's yeah. why I don't like it. Yeah. Don't use it because immediately in their subconscious yeah. that, oh, no, I'm doing something bad. Yeah. No. Actually, if you are using this power that yeah. Allah has given you, yes. then your life will go smooth. Yes. I'll give you an example. Your husband came. He was angry for whatever reason, because at work something happened and yeah. he's angry and then he came work, the food is not ready and he was tired and then mm. you told him, darling, you know, darling, you know, I'm really very sorry. Mm. I could not prepare food today. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let us go for a restaurant mm. or I will do this and that for you. Mm. What will happen? Mm. Will the man shout? Problem solved. Yeah. But what if she does that every single week or day? Because some yeah, sister again, they 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 get smart, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a no, this is in fact is good because what is she going to do it for? She will do it for the preservation of marriage. She will do it in order to make her husband loves her more. She's yeah. not fulfilling her duties. Yeah, that's that's no, the point. That's see, it. That's see, the one. This is. I, I, I strongly doubt that there will be just a normal lady that she will not do her duties, okay, every day. And instead of that, she will be just smiling, darling, you know, sorry, I could not cook. I could not iron your clothes. I did not do this and that. Mm. An average lady will not do that. Yeah. But it might be. It might be. But on the other hand, what is the outcome of this? The outcome of this normally is the stability of marriage. The outcome of this is the husband will be attached to his wife more and more. Mm. The outcome of this is wife 
when there is attention, she can solve the problem within a few seconds. Mm. Yeah, they were, for example, going for a holiday, this and that, and children know. Yeah, there can be tension. Yeah, we as men normally are you know, uh, more what is it uh, nervous or uh, yeah uh, uh, that we we can be angry quicker than sisters. Mm. Our women can say no, no, darling, it's all right. It's all right. We will solve. Mm. Okay, that's it. Mm. Problem solved, and life can go very smooth. Actually, from my perspective, I do teach sisters mm. to use this power that Allah has given them. Mm. Of course, I understand what maybe, you are saying that normally any. I think maybe framing it as uh, emotionally training. intelligent communication. Yeah, look, yeah. The, the, the way that's, the way that's I, probably the best way to frame it. The know? way I would put it is that yeah. see. Because we do get cases where yeah. the brother, and that's the manipulation where it comes in, because the woman understands this power. It's the power of seduction. Yeah. It's the power of femininity. Men melt for that. Yes. Give a man, a feminine woman, give him a million dollars, most likely he's going to choose yeah. the woman. <laughs> right? I, I that's, think that's we what need both, right? You need <clears throat> competency yeah. in, in whatever role and communication. Those but are two this, different things that make an effective uh, you know, individual. I know what you're talking about, but now, seriously, you know, with feminism and all of these things and, uh, you know, marriage problems for me is the biggest threat for our ummah. Yeah? Yes. Yani, uh, having all these problems in mind, putting those problems in mind, I think we need maybe to lean towards teaching our sisters uh, about the power that Allah has given them in order to maintain, you know, the the, the uh, success. So back the to the original question, uh, Sheikh. Yeah. What's the most memorable lesson or advice? No, let us end that and move to. Yeah. Right. What is, that that, that <laughs> your um, that your mother gave you? Apart from saying that, don't trust to. Yeah. Apart. That's no. one taken. That one's taken already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Number one on the survey. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of the things that. Um, yeah, and I remember with my mom, she yeah. is the one who taught me Ayatul Kursi. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Yeah, Ayatul Kursi. Yeah. And um, I remember, I don't know what happened. I was uh, very young. Maybe I was in the masjid. I heard an advice about the, mm. uh, the, the, the status of Ayatul Kursi, the virtues, mm. the merits of Ayatul Kursi. And I went to my mom and I asked her, and she said, yeah, Ayatul Kursi is an ayah for protection. Mm. Ayah, you read it all the time. Yes. And then I said, what is it? Mm. And then I memorized Ayatul Kursi with her. MashaAllah. Yeah. Or at least the beginning, I yeah. memorized it with her. Mashallah. And this is, subhanAllah, now, imagine how many times. This yeah. maybe when I was, I don't know how old was yeah. I at that time, maybe five or six or yeah. seven, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but I remember coming to her while she was cooking. Okay. Yeah. And now, how many times I read Ayatul Kursi? Every time I read Ayatul Kursi, she will get similar reward. Yes. And I heard uh, some of the scholars saying a statement, a very amazing statement. Mm -hmm. And they said that you should compete with your wife regarding who teaches your children. Yeah. Surat al-Fatiha. Mm. Because if you, if you teach them Surat al-Fatiha, mm. whenever they read it, for the rest of their life, mm. 
Yeah. And when they teach it to the children, yes. you will get yes. similar reward. Yes. Subhanallah. And this shows the status of mothers mm. in Islam, in society, in in yeah? yeah. That's why you know yeah. the Prophet وسلم, said to that man, your mother, and then your mother, and yes. then your mother. Yes. The most memorable, I would say, uh, advice my mother gave me is she told me always give sadaqa. Even even if it's one dollar, it doesn't matter. You're a student. I was a student at the time. She says, don't let uh, a week go by without you giving sadaqah. So give something in charity. Always. Never withhold. Right? So I still remember that. And as a student, you know, you don't have that much money. I would make sure minimum I'm going to give at least one dollar. I'll give five dollars. Whatever I can. Just this is like budget. You know, to make sure you have that cash. So, okay, masjid, I'm going to give this money when I go for a jama'ah. So, May Allah do See, yeah, let us, if we want to expand the discussion. You know, it is very unfortunate now that motherhood is not celebrated. Mm. Yeah, you know, back in the day, we used to uh, have uh, uh, the mother day. Hmm. Yeah. Mother's Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, in the Arab world, the Mother's Day. Okay. Yeah? Now, I don't think that they are celebrating it uh, anymore. In the and Arab world, they're saying. In the Arab world, Here yeah. they do, right? They have Mother's Day. The Mother's But yeah. they don't celebrate it that much. And even if they celebrate it, you know, you, you see, you know, um, I wish, for example, for example, you know, in billboards and advertisements and, okay, leave all of it. Have you ever heard the news celebrating uh, the achievement of a lady to be a mother of a successful person? Mm. No. Yeah, not really. They might celebrate her being a minister, a scientist, a big doctor, uh, a politician, mm. something like this. Yeah? Mm. But have they ever said that, yeah, she's a successful mother. Mm. She's a successful housewife. Mm. No. That's why our women now and our daughters, for them being a mother, is not really, uh, is not attractive. It's not significant. It's not significant. It's not something that is attractive. Mm. And we as Muslims, we have to be careful in a subtle way, at least among mm. yeah, Muslim communities, we need to celebrate motherhood. Mm. Otherwise, we are falling into a big trap. Yeah, I think uh, just femininity in general has to be celebrated and acknowledged, um, encouraged. And there's a difference between femininity and feminism. Mm. I don't think we need a special day to celebrate motherhood. Because mm. then you have to celebrate fatherhood. And then if you have to celebrate fatherhood, you have to celebrate all kinds of yeah. things. But why not? throughout our lives acknowledge every day the day to day khutbas in our schools the importance of mother as the sheikh said does anyone go and say look wow this woman is rewarded or awarded for being an amazing mother no she'll be awarded for being an amazing CEO for being an amazing sports person or Instagram model or whatever right actress but never for being a mother or a stay-at-home wife, <laughs> something like that, right? Islamic organizations do the same thing. Yes. Do the same thing. That's why I said we need 
a transformation. We need a shift in our thinking, mm. yeah, in order to, uh, you know, uh, giving lectures mm. and maybe even podcasts mm. will help towards a solution. But we need practical steps. Mm. Lectures will not solve all problems. We need practical steps. That's why Islamic organizations, if they start uh, uh, celebrating mm. such achievements, I think it will make a huge difference. Mm. Now, uh, on the other hand, what is the most memorable uh, advice or something that your father has said to you? All right, so I know, mashallah, your advices are very uh, heart-touching. Uh, Mine are more like, <laughs> but again, the background is right. My parents yeah. were yeah, yeah. non Muslims, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but my mother, when she gave me that advice, but she was a Muslim. Yeah. Non Muslims, they help. Of course, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Life, no doubt. It's still, it's part no of doubt. your, it's part of who you are, no actually. And not only that, 100%. That, that's the part of part you, that, that, that part of you that was built in was also the part that accepted Islam. Yeah. It was is no together. No it's doubt. together. So right? my dad's advice was, I remember uh, coming home, beat, yeah. beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, that's not going to happen again. He's like, yeah. you need to fight. Mashallah. So he took me, put me in martial arts. Yes. And he's like, you're not getting beat. You don't yeah. stand down. Yeah. So I, and that's probably one of the best advice and practical things mm-hmm. that my dad took me through. And I thank him for that. Yeah. Because, um, we don't teach our children strength anymore. You know, I have very similar. I'll, one of the most memorable things my father told me is when he came to this country, he was picked on, right? Obviously, a different accent. He came in the 70s. He was a teenager. Right. And uh, he said to me, he told me straight up from the beginning. He said, if anyone, he said, don't start anything. But if anyone starts something, you have a 100% right to defend yourself and I'm going to fully support you. 100%. And he did that. I got into a fight at school. Yep. He was there and he 100% supported me. 100%. Yeah. Sheikh. Go ahead, Sheikh. Yeah. Um, well, Sheikh is a lover, he's not a fighter. Huh? <laughs> a lovely person. No, I think most of the parents, my father did the same thing. Mm. Yeah, it happened a few times. Yes, not a few times that I was beaten up. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You did the beating. You did. You delivered the. <laughs> no, no, no. That yeah. In 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 any kind of conflict, mm. the uh, father normally yeah wants his children, especially the uh, sons, mm. to show manhood. Mm. And it is not other than manhood. It is kind of. Uh, especially in certain cultures, mm. degrading mm. to see your son beaten up and he cannot defend himself. Mm. Yeah? And see, this is, you know, so many sisters, they said, yeah, I'm looking after my children. I'm looking after my sons. Their father is absent. He's not part of their life. I don't need him anymore. Mm. You know, let us expand the discussion. Okay, and you know, I, I, I uh, listened to an American uh, professor, uh, a lady, and she said, you know, those ladies who say, we don't need a father, we don't need, we know everything, we know um, what they have done in their maths, what they've done in this and that, and their father has uh, no clue about the children's progress. She said, that is absolutely wrong. Mm. 
she said, I think she mentioned this example. If your son were to be beaten up, what would be your reaction as a mother? You don't know what to do. You, the maximum you might say is just you either cry or complain to some. But if he has a father figure, he will say, no, you cannot be beaten up and people humiliating you. You have to be a man. Mm. This, you cannot do it as a mother. Mm. Yeah, the father is the one who will do it. Who will teach your son yeah, to go and work and earn money? Yeah? yeah, this is the father. There are so many traits mm. that cannot be transformed to our yeah. children by their mothers. Yeah. Similarly, as we always say, there are so many traits that cannot be transferred mm. to our daughters, mm. yeah, except through their mothers. Yes. Yeah. So the natural, organic way mm. of of bringing up children, successful children, stable children, mm. is to have a mother figure mm. and a father figure. In, mm. in, yeah. Yes. Just uh, this is just to make the discussion more. Uh, what is the word uh, uh, applicable or okay, yeah. palatable for, for mm. our situation now now uh, regarding uh, uh, regarding what the most memorable thing there are a few of them but one time um, I remember that uh, I I visited my parents this is when I had uh, children mm. and then uh, we stayed almost um, until until Fajr, mm. you know, in the Arab world, my father, rahimahullah, he was living in Taif. So we stayed until almost Fajr mm. with the father, with the, my brothers. And yeah, so uh, my brother said that, OK, I will uh, have a feast, yeah, a big lamb, and I will bring it for uh, lunch or for dinner yeah, yeah, because you are coming. So. Uh, we slept almost until Duhr. Mm. Just before Duhr time, I went to pray. I prayed. And then uh, when I woke up, I had a sip of water. I was full because we have been eating for the whole night. Mm. So what happened is uh, my father came. And then I said to him, oh, father, uh, my brother is going to bring, you know, food to, so, to celebrate my coming my my arrival he said no i am fasting i said oh why didn't you tell me i could have fasted with you he said well it is your problem <laughs> yeah you never yeah. thought of it yeah. i said oh this is interesting why are you fasting then he told me something he said we've been oppressing our stomachs yeah for the whole night we've been eating Yes. And you want me to continue eating? Yeah. Give it some holiday. Give it some, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you will get a reward. Yes. Now, see, subhanAllah, I was thinking about it. And I said, subhanAllah, it is amazing. We don't think of fasting like this. Hmm. Automatically, the, 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 the norm or the, what is the word? Yeah. Is yeah. to wake up in the morning and just to eat. Even if you don't want to eat, you yes. just eat something. Just you will drink some water. Yeah. yeah, because fasting is not part of your you. thinking. Mm. Yeah. But if it is part of your thinking as a ibadah, yeah. then you will find any opportunity to do that ibadah. Mm. And if you, I want to widen the discussion, we should have the ibadah, whether the dhikr of Allah Jalla 
whether the salah, whether fasting, whether any kind of ibadah, we need to have it in our mind, in our life all the time. Yes. So whenever there is an opportunity, we will do it. Mm. We don't need like a long process or procedure or make it just confined to certain times and places. Mm. Yes. No, I, I agree. I agree. What about you, your <coughs> father? My father? Yeah. My father used to take me in the in the middle of the night, like it would be at nighttime, and we would go to an empty parking lot, like a mall parking lot, and he would just sit there and he would give me advice. And he would... At night? At night. So it's just me and him, like you go into, like, you know, a mall, right? So the parking lot is empty, mm. right? And so it's just me and him, we're sitting in this car, it's dark outside, and he would just give me advice. He, and he would give from his own life lessons. He would say, listen, these are the mistakes I made don't make these mistakes and um you know growing up like you know we talked about it before i wasn't around sometimes the best crowd we had to deal with a lot of racism and so yeah you know you you learn to fight and defend and you know do things but always i was highly academically minded too so he would tell me no matter what setback i had this is the one thing he, he ingrained in, in me he said never give up he says, whatever happens, you never give up. If, if you give up, that's the only way they can defeat you. Because even with the teachers, I had to deal with sometimes, uh, you know, different racism and things like that. So this one thing he ingrained in my mind, he says, no matter what mistake you make, you can reset. What, what Just did reset. he to do, your father? Uh, my father... Um, Rahimahullah, is he alive? No, he's, he's alive. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, my, my father was always he is um, he's probably like now hitting seventy very close. No, he's he, I don't think he hit that yet. Uh, but he's um, he's he's I think approaching seventy now. You are yeah. the eldest. I'm the eldest. Yeah. So long life. And your mom is. Yes. Yes. She's yeah. Alhamdulillah. What did he used to do? My father did like. Um, he, uh, probably the longest thing that he did was like he was involved in real estate. Like he, uh, he was a realtor, essentially. But um, he was, one of the things that I, I learned very well from him was how to treat guests. So if he found out a person came to the city, he would drop everything. Just yeah. drop everything. I've never seen anyone do this level. Yeah. He would take them. Okay, this is where you get... Your government, if you need any like government ID, he'll take them there. He'll take this is where you can rent your, you know, the place for your house. This is, this is he just go around taking them wherever yeah. they need they need to go. And with his um, sons, he had four sons, and uh, or he has four sons, I should say. And um, he's the type of person. He's like, I want you. I'll, I'll take you to school. I don't want you to go on the bus because maybe you're going to learn bad things on there. So he did whatever in his power to make sure that we have at least the best type of environment. And he instilled in me, he said, when he first came to the country, he said... He came to Canada in? Early 70s. Early 70s. Yeah, early 70s. How old was he? He was a teenager. Yeah, I think like 17, I think, around there, that age. So he came from, if you can imagine, like he's originally from India, and then his parents died when he was 14. So he went and lived with his sister in Pakistan. 
and then he was there for just maybe like a year and a half, two years. Then he came to Canada. His brother was actually a professor at the University of Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. My uncle did a research paper on different Muslim clans and tribes and their migration movements in India. And he'd published this in, back in the 70s. So um, like the first day, my, my father, when he came, imagine that climate, it was minus 40 degrees Celsius. And a day later, he was, my father was out pumping gas in minus 40, like, like almost like the next day. So he said, his brother told him something that he said, I'm gonna pass on to you. He said, my brother told me, listen, you know what family you come from? Because, you know, Allah alam, the authenticity, but they say, you know, we're Sayyid from this area. So he said, you know the family you come from? You can have any job. Because, you know, people were getting job bartending. People were, you know, like all sorts of different types of jobs. You know, he has to work right away. He says, remember where you come from, who your father is. Because my grandfather was a judge. Remember your identity, who you are, what you re represent, the, the self-respect that you should have. This is the advice my brother gave me. He's like, do any job that you do that you're going to benefit more than just a paycheck. Yeah. And uh, I, I think the biggest, big credit has to go for my father because so many um, of the environmental influences are taking you like away, you know. But he, he did his best. He sent me. If you can imagine, like in the, the 90s, he sent me to Azhar in, uh, in Bekaa, in Lebanon. So ah, I was there. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. So I was there learning Deen. Deen. To learn Deen. MashaAllah. Right? When was Where, this? This was in... Uh, 80s. 97, I, he sent me. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, he, like whatever we could do, right? Like whatever Masha'Allah. was in his uh, ability, like... You know, he's like, know who you are. Like, this is who you come from. Know your identity and uh, live up to that, you know, to that name, right? Okay. So, Jazamah Khair, Ustaz, Sheikh. The whole experience this weekend was beautiful. It was a short time. It went very fast. Yeah. We had the conference. We had, and I know you have very busy schedule. So, yeah. for you both to make time. I hope we made a connection that we can... Build something more, inshallah. inshallah no, the, 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 actually, I was so happy, so overwhelmed yes. by your organization. And we wanted to grow. Yes, yes. Especially what overwhelmed me is you are focusing on Tarbiya, mm. not just on conferences. Yes. Because yes. Tarbiya is the way to build yes. the future leaders. Yes. And the Prophet did the same thing in mm. the beginning. He was doing tarbiyah to them. He continued to do tarbiyah, but yeah. right in the beginning, he yes. was doing tarbiyah in Dar al Arqab. Yes. So he produced the likes of Abu Bakr Siddiq, anhu, the likes of Umar al Khattab, the likes of Ali bin Abi Talib, the likes mm. of even his wife, yes. Khadija. And that's why those people themselves mm. started to give mm. da'wah to others. Mm. And this mm. is the way. Yes, Barakallah yeah. And uh, we'll uh, try to get some more collaborative podcasts and uh, in virtually and in person and hopefully more in person. I really hate the virtual setting. Like being here, able to sit here in front of you, even with the Sheikh, like I remember talking to him online. I'm like, you know, it's hard to banter with the Sheikh because he has that British humor. You can't, it's hard to banter online. No, that is not British humor. <laughs> it is my view. <laughs> so they stole. They, they not only stole them. the real resources, they're stealing the humor of our Muslim countries, mashallah. All right. So to our viewers, remember as always, we live by the haq, we die by the haq. And just when you think life is stuck, 
tune in to Lifehack. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right. Okay, excellent.